Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 166 for the 6th of ER in a leap year. So we've been talking about the idea of mirroring and specifically speaking of mirroring love. So we talked about mirror neurons and how there is a natural physiological thing that is at play that when a person performs a certain activity, if you are witnessing doing that activity, you will, your brain will imagine that you yourself are engaged in that activity. And when this comes to love, then if a person reflects love to you, if a person show, demonstrates love to you, there, it's only natural that you'll reflect love back to that person. And we talked about how this is true with any individual, regardless of who the person is, whether they are your equal or you know, anybody. And then we talked about how much greater this phenomenon would be if the person who was reflecting the love to you was somebody much greater than you, like if it was like a celebrity or someone really famous or the way the ultra explains it, like a king. And imagine if you, on the other hand, were a, a bum who lived on the street, like just like this really lowly person. And imagine if the king were to show you love and were to come and take you from off the street and bring you into his palace, into his innermost chamber and hug you and kiss you and show you just a lot of affection, then obviously it's it's pretty easy to see that you would most likely feel a sense of love back towards that king. And today we're going to take this even the, to the next step and we're going to talk about the analog and we're going to get into what we're actually talking about here, which is God and how God is really this king and how God is actually much, much greater than any king we can we can fathom because God is really infinite and beyond our comprehension. And then what this is really leading up to is really to make us realize just this discrepancy and really ingrain it in our minds, like just like how this bum on the street, how grateful they would feel. Like you see these videos sometimes of you know people giving like a hundred dollar bill to a person, a homeless person on the street, and you see the gratitude and the shining and the glowing. It's like it's not even so much about the money, but it's just they feel so grateful and they feel so much love and gratitude to the person that gave them that money. So it's the same idea here, but to an infinite degree, because God obviously is way beyond just just a generous person or even a king, he's much more infinite than that. So today we're really going to focus on this infinity of God, the infinitude of who God is. And it's it's interesting because it's kind of paradoxical because on the one hand, we're going to be really focusing on this infinitude of God. On the other hand, we're going to be saying and saying basically that it's beyond our comprehension. So it's like, we really do have to try to strive to understand it. And this is a big theme that comes up a lot in Chassidus and in Tanya, 
that it's our goal. This is actually the first, uh, the first halacha, the first halacha that uh, the Rambam brings down in his Yad HaChazaka is to know God. So we are required to know God. We are required to really study God and try to understand God. On the other hand, the more we learn about God and the more we try to understand God and the more we know God, the more we recognize how it's actually impossible to know Him. So it's this interesting paradox. So yeah, so let's get into the text today. So the Altar Rabbit begins, and he says that. All of these things that we've been describing and this imagery that we had in mind of, you know, the greatness of the king and uh, and the lowly bum on the street and all that. So this is all at play. Like when we imagine this, we imagine the emotions at play here with the king and with the bum. This is at play, but to a, a thousands of a thousands of a degree to an infinite degree, in fact, when, when it comes to God and when it comes to what God did to us. Uh, and we know that God, because God is not just a king, just a random king, but he actually fills all the worlds and he surrounds all the world. He's everywhere, God, and he's above everything. And it's known from the Zohar and from the Ariya HaKadosh, so in Kabbalah uh, uh, of blessed memory, the Ariya of uh, blessed memory, that the, about they talk about the infinitude of the chambers and the infinitude of the worlds to an infinite degree in, and in every single world and in every single chamber there's an infinitude and there's thousands myriads and myriads of angels to an infinite degree again so again going back to that imagery of the king that we talked about where we talked about how the king has all these chambers and all these rooms and all these battalions and things like that so we're saying when it comes to god god has all that also but to an infinite degree it's like way 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 more than we could imagine with a physical king and now then the ultra here is going to bring up a question that comes up because he says that the gemara asks uh a question and this is from Hagiga page 13b where it says Hayesh is there a number to his regiments like meaning to his angels and then the gemara answers and then the gemara asks a question on this and he says like okay so on the one hand we're saying that like you know, there, you, we can't count the number of ministering angels that God has. However, we see in scripture, and this is taken from Daniel chapter 7, verse 10, where it clearly says, Elef alfim So that translates to mean a thousand thousands minister unto him and ten thousands times 10,000 10, times 10,000 stand before him. So the Gemara is asking basically a question on this, that it's like, on the one hand, we talk about how God and his chambers are uncountable and they're infinite and everything. But then we see in Daniel, it seems like they're giving a very specific count to it. They're saying that there's 1,000, 1,000 minister, ministers, and then there's 10,000 times 10,000 who stand before him. So what is this talking about? And is it, can we give a number to it or can we not? And so the Gemara explains that this whole idea of when we say a thousand thousands, this is the quota of one regiment. So this is the amount that is, this is the a number of ministers, the number of angels that are found in one regiment within God's legion, so to speak. So that's what that number means. Um, however, then when we talk about his regiments, says the Gemara, those are innumerable. Those are infinite. So basically, so for every regiment within God's legion, there are a thousand thousand angels. However, the number of actual regiments that there are 
are infinite. So basically, it's the Gemara concludes that truly, really within God, everything is really, really infinite. So it's like if you picture like a, you know, a physical king who has these different ministers and officers and chambers and all that kind of stuff, and they have a certain amount depending on how great they are. When it comes to God, these things are actually infinite. And there's an infinite number of ministering angels uh, within him. And not only that, but when it, in, in front of God, like in the face of God, all of these ministers, all of these ministering angels, all of these regiments are all nullified before him. And they're considered like not. And they're considered to be nullified as if like, um, just like how one speech is nullified in comparison to the person who is speaking and in comparison to the essence of that person, while the person has not yet spoken the words, and it's still in their thoughts, uh, or it's in their will or in the desire of the heart as we talked about before so if you go back to previous episodes we talked about this idea this and this is again a theme that comes up a lot in chassidus how speech is found first of all within a person before they actually speak the words so on a certain level like let's say before i actually speak the words of this podcast i'm formulating the words in my head i'm thinking about what it is that i want to say so there's a certain type of part of the speech that's inside of my thoughts and let's say even before I formulate the actual words, I'm just thinking about what it is that I want to say. And so the words exist in this like potential state within my being. And so at that moment, what is the status of those words? Do they have an existence of their own? No, those words that I'm about to speak are nullified in comparison to me. They're nullified within my thought. They're nullified within my being. And so this is the level of nullification that the ultra is explaining that these different battalions and these different regiments have before God. So it's like, so basically we've learned two things that first of all, God has an infinite number of ministering angels. He has an infinite number of chambers and worlds and battalions and all of these things. And not only that, these infinite number of things of of ministers that God has are all nullified to him. Like in the same way that our speech is nullified to our thought and to ourselves before we actually speak it. So that's the end of the section today. So it's sort of like this is a little bit of an interlude to where it's taking us again is to really make us take take us on this journey of coming to really recognize ourselves in comparison to God and recognize our relationship with God and recognize the fact that like as great as God is, he is paying attention to us. And just like we would appreciate anybody who pays attention to us, like if we have a friend who gives us a present, uh, then we're going to feel a sense of love towards that person if they show us a demonstration of love. All the more so if we, if uh, a if we were a bum on the street and somebody were to give us a hundred dollars and imagine if this person were a king and the king were to bring the bum on the street into his palace just imagine the gratitude that would shower forth and the love that would shower forth pour forth from this homeless person and so this is basically what is going on when it comes to god and his relationship with us and the love that he's showing to us and so the ultra is really just trying to emphasize the greatness of God in comparison to us and how this relationship plays itself out to really help us in arousing our love towards him. So that's it for today. And we're going to continue along these lines tomorrow. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.